Hi everyone, welcome back to Takeout. Sorry for our long hiatus. Um, I actually moved to San Francisco in with Sonia. We now live in the cozy little three bedroom together. And we all started working. Um, I started working, Steven started working, so did Sonia. And we have just been super busy moving in and just, you know, being our corporate selves. Um, so yeah, take it away, Steven. Yeah, so for the next four episodes, we wanted to try something new um, and we wanted to split up a major topic and kind of into four different subtopics that are all related to this general topic. And so um, for the next four episodes, we'll be talking about a big issue within the Asian American community, which is the model minority myth. Um, and so today specifically, we'll be discussing how the model minority myth devalues the experiences of segments of the Asian American and Pacific Islander population. Now, before we jump into the actual episode, we do want to throw a special shout out to a few of our friends who have been helping us along the way. So one of them is to Alan Lee, who kindly gave us access and use of his music that he produces. Yeah, Alan. Um, yeah, so that's something that we want to definitely shout out. Um, go check him out. We definitely will provide links to his SoundCloud. So, you know, um, that'll be pretty cool. And then we also wanted to give a shout out to Jess Mo, who helped us redesign our logo. So... Yeah, the, the old logo is pretty jank. Uh, I kind of just put it, it together. Out of Canva. <laughs> yeah, so we just uh, took some stickers and made that in like a one night. So now we have like a more professional looking one. Um, so thank you to her for that as well. But yeah, I guess now we could just jump straight into the actual episode itself. Um, so we wanted to basically talk about how the model minority is a big issue amongst the Asian American community. And so I guess the first thing we want to talk about is like what the model minority is, right? And what the model minority myth is. Um, so I guess to start, like it, in my mind, it basically is the idea that the Asian American community within America is this model minority that achieves high socioeconomic status within America. Um, and then we also are like, quote unquote, good citizens that don't um, cause any unrest or aren't criminals and those kinds of things um and so before we get started we also wanted to discuss our like stances on the model minority myth so i personally don't agree with the model minority myth at all um i think that it's a causing a lot of issues within and tensions between a lot of the minorities within america and b it definitely um paints us in this high expectation that of all asians um, that not everyone agrees with or not everyone can, um, you know, can be treated as a single monolith in, within the Asian American community. Um, so that's my personal stance. I guess, Jules, what are your thoughts on the model minority myth? Well, I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's a myth. Um, it's not real. Um, and it definitely just creates a lot of tension between different minorities within the United States that don't necessarily, um, you know, they are harmful for other minorities such as um, black and African Americans, also Hispanic Americans, and just pits us against them. So it's definitely something that needs to be debunked. Um, it's something that we need to speak out against because as Asian Americans, we are not only being hurt by the model minority myth, but we're also benefiting from the model minority myth um, in ways that are very harmful to other communities within the United States. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just something that we want to take the time to debunk um, and talk about. Yeah, so in today's episode, like we previously mentioned, we'll be covering how the model minority myth devalues the experiences of spe other segments, specific segments of the AAPI population. Um, and so specifically, I think we wanted to talk about how this model minority myth that was kind of imposed upon the Asian American community, how it overlooks the struggles of different populations in the AAPI community. 
Um, so I think while I was in college, um, I took a course on kind of contemporary Asian American history. And one of the kind of um, journals that we read was Complicating the Image of Model Minority Success, which is a review of like, Southeast Asian American education. But basically, the authors discuss the polar opposites that exist in the AAPI community. Um, and while there are high achieving Asians that led to the coining of the model minority title, there are also a lot of Southeast Asians who are portrayed as high school dropouts, gangsters, and welfare dependents, says no. Um, and in the 2000 census, for adults over 25 years old, 52% of Cambodian Americans, 59% of Hmong Americans, 49% of Laos Americans, and 38% of Vietnamese Americans had less than a high school education. Compare this to 12.5% and 8.6% for Chinese Americans and Japanese Americans, respectively. So obviously we can see here that, you know, amongst the Asian American community, there are a lot of different segments that are often overlooked. Um, and this leads to a lot of kind of um, conflict between even intentions, even amongst the kind of various segments of the AAPI community in America. And this is definitely... Um, I guess, accentuated by the model minority myth, the idea that, you know, all the different segments of Asian Ameri the Asian American community are all the same. We're all like geniuses, we're all doctors, we're all engineers. And I think that a lot of these other segments are often overlooked as a result of that. Yep. And I was reading an article written by Margaret Sims, who is a non-resident fellow at the Urban Institute. Um, her article is called Model Minority Myth Hides the Economic Realities of Many Asian Americans. And it essentially just goes into detail of how the labor force characteristics of Asian Americans vary very drastically. Very, very. Um, and so Vietnamese Americans, um, 30 over 30% of them are actually in service occupations, as opposed to Chinese Americans who only make up 15% um, of their population in service occupations. And another thing to note is that the financial position of Asian Americans also vary very wildly. I keep saying very, very. Um, so in Los Angeles, where my boyfriend is from, hey, Darren, um, the median net worth among Asian groups in 2014 were so drastically different. So Japanese Americans, um, the median net worth was 5,092. Um, 500, That's how big the number is. I couldn't even like stomach it. You mean 592,000? Yes, there it is. Um, and Chinese Americans, um, their net worth was 408,200. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, so Filipino Americans made only a little over half of that at 243,000. I graduate college and all of a sudden I can't do numbers. And the shocking thing is the most shocking thing is that Vietnamese Americans make only 15% of what Chinese Americans make in Los Angeles in 2014. And you That's can only crazy. assume like that the gap has only gotten higher through inflation um, and because gaps only get higher here in the United States, they never really get lower. Um, at 61,000 only. So that's only 15% of what Chinese Americans make. And I haven't even done the math for Japanese Americans, but definitely like a lot lower. Um, so these are all things that I think people don't think about um, when they think about the model minority myth or when they just think about Asian Americans in general, you know, the Asian Americans supposedly make more than white Americans in the United States, but it's definitely a very drastic thing within Asian American communities and segments themselves. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest harms, especially to the Asian American community that um, the model minority myth actually ends up causing. Um, it's this like overlooking of a lot of the experiences and differences within the Asian American community. Um, so 
obviously um, amongst the three of our hosts, Sonia and I are both Chinese. So naturally we're kind of part of the, um, the more fortunate segments of the Asian American community, but Jules is, you're Filipino American. And so I guess one of the questions I have for you is, have you ever felt like as a Filipino American that you didn't belong with the rest of the Asian American population? Okay, um, before I answer this question, I do have to recognize that I am fair-skinned, um, I'm Ivy League educated, and I'm en an engineer, so at face value, I am the model minority myth. Uh, and sometimes people do like think I am Chinese-American or Japanese-American just because I'm so light-skinned and they associate mm. Filipino-Americans with having darker skin colors, um, which is true for most of the population, so I get that. But yeah, I do sometimes feel like I don't belong with the rest of the Asian American population, especially mm -hmm. I think at Penn, um, where a lot of um, the larger groups were more Chinese American, more like Taiwanese American, of some of the more like wealthier Americans um, in the United States, sorry, Americans in the United States. Um, and that's like crazy to think of because 20% of Asian Americans in the United States are actually Filipino. So like one in five Asian Americans in the United States are mm. Filipino, but that's just like not how I felt um, when I was in these groups. Right. So it does feel like there is some disconnect with like this, the, like the more privileged or like tighter circles that I'm in and then like seeing less and less of my community within that, those circles. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess like, even though these are more, I guess, centered towards like Filipino Americans or Vietnamese Americans and things like that. Like, have you, Stephen, experienced any discrimination or like stereotypes among the different segments of the Asian American community? Yeah, I mean, I think as I mentioned before, I'm I'm Chinese American, so naturally I face kind of less of the discrimination amongst the Asian American community specifically. Like, we'll still get you know like the stereotypes from other ethnic groups like the white population or other minorities that will basically make fun of our accents or make fun of our driving or make fun of how we look for being nerdy. But I think specifically amongst like the Asian American population, I think the most apparent like ev like example of discrimination amongst the different segments is, um, you know, even where I come from and live in California, like in San Jose, there are different sections of basically the city and the suburbs. Um, and, you know, each suburb has different proportions and populations of Asians, especially Asian segments. Um, and so, for example, there's this one section of San Jose that that's basically called East Side San Jose, where there's a significantly larger Vietnamese population. And so lots of a lot of the Asians that I know around kind of the San Jose Bay Area, um, like, I guess, as a whole, um, they think of that population as like really rowdy ratchet and indecent um and you know they kind of say like oh that's where all of the kind of abgs and f boys who race cars live um and so i think like while some of these sentiments may be true and there are definitely people in kind of east side san jose that do these things or fall under these categories i think the more important thing to note is that like there exists a lot of diversity in the asian american population with regards to experiences and lifestyles and i think that's highlighted by the kind of diversity within um even you know the bay area itself but by creating this like narrative that asian americans are a monolith model minority the experience and struggles of many of these segments of the population are often discounted and degraded but i mean i won't also say i won't like go and say i've never kind of like 
made these jokes either. You know, like I've also joked that, you know, like people in East Side San Jose are more rowdy than where I'm from. So I think like I'm also guilty of this, but I think like as a whole, this tends to happen um, specifically in areas where there are larger Asian populations. And a lot of the times, even amongst those Asian populations, there's like segmentation where like, you know, like birds of a feather flock together, right? Like the Chinese people will want to live in, you know, Cupertino, for example, or, you know, like Indian people live in a different aspect or area of kind of San Jose. So I think, I think that's like, um, the prime example that I've experienced, like discrimination in stereotypes, specifically between different Asian American sentiments, like, or segments, sorry. Um, like, like I said, like I'm Chinese, so I guess I don't personally experience that much discrimination from other Asian Americans. Like maybe people kind of look down on us or think that we're too nerdy or whatever, but um, we have our own problems. But I think, yeah, th those kind of discriminations definitely do exist. But how about you, Jules? What are your thoughts on this? Ah, um, this is like a pretty big thing for me because I guess like before this podcast or like planning this podcast out with Steven, I'd never written any of these microaggressions that, um, or like said it out loud that I've experienced. Um, so forgive me if like everything is just coming at you all at once. But yeah, these, these are actually things that I have experienced. Um, for example, like people just asking me like, oh, aren't all Filipinos nurses or maids or even just like being referred to as a maid by like a group of friends because I was Filipino. Mm. Um, this one's a big one. Someone once said to me that Filipinos were the black Asians, which is just like... Is just, it because you guys are dark skinned or because just some because other they reason? Were racist, you know, they were just, that was just a really like racially targeted question that was just not flattering for anyone right. for them. Um, so these are just like things I feel like that are like I never really thought of because I was like, oh, like I am part of the model minority myth. Like these things mm -hmm. don't happen to me. They shouldn't happen to me because I'm highly regarded as this person who is well educated right. and quiet. Um, so like, why would anyone make fun of me for, for my race? Right. Um, but it, it's true. And other things outside of me happen as well. You know, Asian, other Asian Americans making fun of Vietnamese accents or the economically poorer or like dumber portrayals of Vietnamese or Filipino characters. Like I right. love Jason from the good place. He's a great mm -hmm. character, but you know, his family was pretty dumb and they were thieves. Right. Um, you know, and one time someone said to me, oh, don't all Filipinos act that way? And it's like, no, like, I'm pretty sure Jason is just a character and he right. just happened to be Filipino. Um, I don't know if, like, the writers thought of it, like, in, like, I, you know, I'll take it at face value that Jason's just this nice guy and he's a little naive, but, you know, these jokes um, can be harmful and can perpetuate stereotypes that are very harmful towards other segments of the Asian American population. Um, so yeah, it's just, it sucks. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like it's, it's things that I think within the Asian American community, um, other populations should take more note of that does happen to their counterparts, um, and to mm -hmm. their friends. Um, yeah. And I think the last thing that I wanted to take note of is that there's a stigma around creative jobs or vocations that oftentimes like Filipinos, especially my friends, um, are stereotypically known to be good at. So like singing or dancing, you know, like AJ Raphael. Right. Um, and people just assume that Asian Americans want to be doctors or lawyers, but no, Filipinos want to be basketball players. And there's nothing wrong with that, except that they're very short, probably. Um, well, like all Asians are. Yeah. Well, not actually, some Asians are very tall. That's true. Um, but, but yeah, so these are just things that, um, you know, I never thought of until actually Steven brought it up to me. Um, and that's crazy that I was so into the model minority myth that I hadn't even 
thought about these microaggressions against myself. Right, right. Yeah, and I think I think that also goes to a broader theme of like I guess the model minority myth, like talking about how like oftentimes you know Asian Americans are kind of funneled into like specific career paths as a result of the model minority myth. But I guess that's a topic for another episode. So you know, check in on that one in the future, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, I think definitely like the model minority myth pits segments of the AAPI community like against each other by kind of imposing this expectation and image of what Asians should be like. Um, so like I mentioned before, there's the personal experience of you know people joking about the East Side San Jose Asians and what kind of people they were, and that kind of like creates these like tensions between different segments of the same community within, mm-hmm. you know, San Jose or the Bay Area, right? Like when we were all in the same minority and we should be like allies of each other, we ended up being like, oh, the Chinese people think that the Viet people in the East Side San Jose are such and such or so and so, as opposed to like us unifying and understanding and connecting about our common heritages mm-hmm. and our common cultures. Um, it turned out to be kind of like, oh, this competition between the different segments. And I think that kind of is definitely i guess amplified by the model minority myth mm-hmm. that like certain segments feel as if they've achieved this some sort like this sense of um i guess fame or success just because you know the majority called us the model minority you know and i think that's something that's super controversial but i also feel like to some extent the model minority myth often like i guess continues or generates new tensions between i guess different segments of the asian american community so like I mean, obviously, there's a lot of historical examples of tensions between Asian Americans, right? Like during mm-hmm. the um, you know Japanese occupation of Korea, a lot of Korean people ended up kind of having this very deep resentment towards um, Japanese people. So like even to this day, I know a lot of my Korean friends and their parents still hate like Japanese people, and I, even to some extent, like Chinese people also hate Japanese people for like it's things like Kim's that. convenience. It's right. actually in an episode. Right, right. I mean that that's pretty frequent throughout Kim's convenience though. Yeah. Like like the dad is always like like against aunt, like the Japanese. So I think um I think like there's a lot of historic tensions that do exist among the amongst the Asian segments, but I think like the model minority myth has almost created like new tensions mm-hmm. amongst like segments that or amongst kind of segments of the AAPI community that didn't previously exist, right? Like if you think about it, like China and Vietnam are like huge butt buddies, right? Like they are like two of the only communist countries within the world. And like during the Vietnam War, like China was sending a lot of support towards North Vietnam, which was actually the more the communist side of the war. And so like if you think about it, like historically there are a lot of kind of like these like relationships who were didn't have issues, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But then in America now, and at least from what I've seen in the Bay Area, there are kind of like issues amongst different segments. And I think that's like definitely the product of the model minority myth. And I think that's kind of not so great for, I guess, the Asian American community as a whole. And it's definitely not healthy for, I guess, future generations of Asian Americans who grow up with these kinds of stereotypes, even amongst their own Asian American community. But I guess, yeah, I guess that covered what we wanted to talk about next. But, um, is there anything else you had to say, Jules? Yeah, so thanks for bringing that up, Stephen, and just talking about how, like, outside of these historic tensions, the model minority myth has really created tensions between different segments of the AAPI community um, and has just created tension that didn't historically exist. I mean, the Filipinos have a lot of tension with a lot of people, so I can't. <laughs> historically, um, people have just taken advantage of us, so I can't really speak to that, but it's true. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. This has been great. This is our first episode after a while, and we're looking forward to you listening to our other segments on the model minority myth. 
Um, please feel free to email us, message us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page now. Go visit it. Do you know the link, Stephen? No, I don't know the link, but I mean, it's just pod takeout <gasps> podcast takeout on Facebook. I mean, hey, look it up. Look it up, and you'll see our our um, updated logo there. Or if you want to search a little bit and then throw us a like, um, we'll definitely be engaging on there a little bit more in the future. So we'll definitely ask you know what kind of topics people would like to hear us discuss. Um, and stuff like that so you know if you can throw us a like and you know give us some ideas for topics you guys would like to hear that'd be great as well yes um and i guess before we go i we just wanted to reiterate again you know these are our opinions and our views and i think our experiences um mm -hmm. so obviously you know we come from backgrounds that um, might not represent the whole asian american population within america and you know obviously me coming from the bay area we are a very asian heavy kind of area for in the u.s and definitely mm -hmm. is not representative in like many other states within the u.s so those same experiences with you know other minorities or other segments of the aapi community may not exist in other parts of the u.s but they did exist in my experiences so i think um yeah just just to kind of like i guess keep that in mind that um, we are just speaking from our personal kind of perspective. So we don't want to speak for, you know, the Chinese American population as a whole or the Filipino American population as a yep. whole. And we definitely don't want to speak for kind of the segments of the AAPI community who aren't represented on this, on this podcast. And, you know, if you guys have different views from us, or if you think that something we said was not kind of something that you expected us to talk about, then like definitely reach out to us and we'd love to hear your opinions as well. Yes. DM us. We're open to positive, negative, or any kind of feedback. Stickers, yeah. just do it. Send it to us. <laughs> like our face. Our face? Yeah, our faces. Like our faces. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>